shockingly enough, it didn't go down like he said. He said he was just in the shower and two people just kicked in his door and shot him three times. That's the worst way to get interrupted when you're in a shower. <laughs> right? Well, my reaction was, thank God you weren't taking a dump. Hello! Hi, Brandon. How you doing, Hi, buddy? Hey, good, welcome Mike. to episode 19. 19. 19. 19. Oh, I still hear sirens. Uh-oh. They're coming for you. They came a long time ago, buddy. They took me away. They're coming to take <laughs> me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 19. I am Mike Morazzo. That is Brandon Silvera, my Hi. buddy over there on the West Coast. He's waving to you. You can't see him unless you're watching YouTube, which you still might not be able we, to see him. We said, we said that like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I They're don't know this, Mike, but there's nothing on YouTube. God, I didn't edit. <laughs> Actually, if you listen back, I edited that stuff out about YouTube. <laughs> Did you notice or no? I didn't. Obviously, I didn't notice. <laughs> Brandon doesn't re-listen to the show because he's lived it. He doesn't need to listen to it. Well, I, on I the usually, other hand, get all crazy and have to listen four or five times to make sure it's I okay typically will listen live. to it right when it comes out, but I'm usually in my car, and I'm usually yeah. still handling calls for service, so sometimes I don't hang on every word because You have I to push the pause button. Next. Well, I got shit to do, Mike. Sometimes it just I, goes. I don't know what kind. What kind of squads do you drive? Uh, we've got Explorers and Crown Vics still, still some okay. Crown Vics floating around. And so, there's like, a couple of Caprices, which if yeah. any of you drive a Caprice and you like it, there's something wrong with you, or you're a tiny <laughs> human being. Those things suck. My buddy got I had outrun a by a '98 Civic. Come on, in a Caprice. Yes. And this dude, like, he can drive. And the Civic was pulling away. He called me up the second it was over, and he goes, man, he goes, we need to go get donuts. <laughs> like, what's wrong? <laughs> the only time he ever hit me up for donuts is, like, something had gone wrong in the night. He goes, man, I just got outrun by a Civic. Go, Why were you going after it? He goes, because it was stolen, of course. It was a Civic. Of course. He's like, man, that and thing. You just... little four-banger <laughs> in that uh, Caprice? You said Caprice or Impala? Yeah. No, Caprice. Caprice. It's like no room. Okay. So you're in it like I'm like six two, six three. And I'm sitting in there like friggin' fat guy in a little car. Fat guy in a little car. <laughs> yeah. We had Richard? those at the last apartment. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Grogu's joining me. Yeah. Right there. There he is. Over your shoulder. Over my shoulder. Yeah, we had Caprices in the other department, and they are tiny. So we They're have awful. We have finally uh, gone to all SUVs, the Interceptors, the uh, what you would call in the civilian world an Explorer. Uh, but my point was, like in Chicago, at least when I was going to the police academy in 1999, uh, they made a fact of telling us our instructors were all CPD guys. So they said, the first thing you should do when you get on your own is buy a transistor radio. <laughs> because their cars don't have, they don't put radios in their cars <laughs> that they never used to. 
God forbid so, there's a patrolman driving around listening to like AM 1000 here in Chicago, which is ESPN radio. So, so our Crown Vicks do not have like a car radio. So you can't there. Like, you're just in like you just listen to to engine by Crown Vic and that's your <laughs> That's a music. great jam. Yeah. It can be. It can be. High can revs. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the uh the SUVs that we have, they ha- they at least have the the radios in them and Bluetooth and all the bells and <clears> whistles, <throat> which is nice because I mean, I I like to listen to stuff when I'm just cruising around. Like typically yeah. when I'm going to a call, especially if it's a hot call, I'll kill the radio. But yeah, it's you don't it, kill it, it kill be, it, you just turn it down. No, I shoot it. Okay. <laughs> my <Sorry>. point was <laughs> my car I have a Bluetooth. I Bluetooth my phone to my squad. You know, because it's safer. And then I can play whatever the hell I want. And I just push pause on my phone before I get out, or I push the pause button on the dash button dashboard. And sometimes you have time to do that, and sometimes you don't. No, I just make time. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Stop beating that old woman. I'm trying to pause the radio. I don't care how long it takes. I don't want to miss a minute the goddamn of this show. That's right. Could you it's some good stuff. Just, hold it, just pull one punch. I miss you so much, I need to hear your voice like five times a week. <laughs> you, know, you can always just call me, bud. There we go. I could. Mike's still learning that he has sound effects he can use. Yeah, someone was down here playing on the... So my wife was down here. And uh, I wanted to autofocus the camera and all this other bullshit. So I said, sit down in the chair there. And she saw the board. And she goes, laughing? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) She's pushing all these buttons. She goes, crickets? She goes, that's not crickets. And I'm like, no, I forgot to relabel it. So, anyways, uh, how was your week? It was a good week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, hold on. Housekeeping stuff first. Oh, yes. You have to. Remember? I just have a few things that I have to. I made a faux pas. I'm not even going to edit that out. So, this is called the housekeeping segment. It's where Mike tells you what kinds of furniture polish to use. Uh, A couple things. Number one, Brandon's father and his mom, stepmom, sent me a hat before I went on vacation for the Boneyard Customs and Restoration. That's Brandon's father's business. And your stepmom and your dad, does your dad listen to the show as much as your stepmom? Uh, you know, I don't know. I know she listens pretty regularly. Yeah, she's a, she's a regular listener. So I just wanted to say thank you to both of them for sending me the hat. And then your mom wrote a very, very nice note that I'd like to read. Thanks for an informative and entertaining podcast with Brandon. I chuckle all the time and learn something new. Oh, and no, we don't partake in Amendment 64. Not in our nature. (laughs) Come out and visit us one day. And then she signed it, you know, Janet with her last name. The crazy stepmama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She so, is. Janet, she's, thank she's you for the fun hat and the too. note. I love it, and I will be wearing it proudly. 
So that's one thing out of the way. Uh, the second one is a few weeks ago on the podcast, I mentioned that my uncle got banned from Facebook for posting a picture of a car. Apparently, I said the wrong vehicle, and he clarified it. It was a 1958 Edsel, which he sent me the picture, and I'll show it on the YouTube video that most likely won't show up. Uh, put in Facebook jail for 30 days, and they cited he was promoting sexual abuse. His theory is that the, the dashboard on the Edsel looks like a vagina. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because the algor- algorithm, Yeah, you know how the, the computer looks at your photos? Yeah, Skynet. Right, Skynet's watching. They're looking at your photos. And it happens to me all the time down here in the shop when I'm doing state-of-the-shop Saturday pictures. And if I take a picture of my refrigerator over there with a well, damn yeah, Sports Illustrated swimsuit can't. There's no tits. They're covered up. That's as Jerry Seinfeld would say. There's no tits. <laughs> They're covered up. They're covered. They got a bikini top on. I was they, in the pool. So I have to take that damn calendar off the fridge every time I take a freaking picture down here. Anyways, I digress. Like the power, Mike. Then they won't let me post the rest of the other nine pictures because it says won't post. And then I got to go through <laughs> each picture and figure out which one it is. Oh, oh, it's the belly hanging out. The chick Maybe. with the flat abs. I'd like to eat a sandwich off of that one right there. <laughs> put, Wait, did I just, just say that like out loud? Smi- put like smiley face emojis. You're going to get in trouble when your wife listens to this. Just put smiley face emojis over the boobs. They're still going to see the belly. Because so there's no it, boob showing. So, so put an eggplant on it. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. It's <laughs> a joke there. <laughs> Anybody under so, the age of 40 should get that. Yeah. All right. So Uncle Harold, it's a 1958 Edsel, and I'll try and post a picture on the YouTube video for this. And hashtag, then... Hashtag free Harold. Hashtag free Harold from jail. He's out now. He broke oh, out. Oh, good. Uh, the third house cleaning business would be Is our broadcast. Is it house broadcast. cleaning or housekeeping? It could be both. <laughs> It's housekeeping. Actually, <laughs> I need to clean my house, so maybe that's why it's a you know a Freudian slip. It's okay. I gotta clean my shop. That uh, mine looks pretty good actually, because it haven't I haven't created any dust in three. <laughs> I haven't used weeks. it in three weeks. <laughs> Just to record a podcast. Hey, I don't know how that happened? It's like the set of Tool Time. That's right. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Very clean. Uh, except I don't have some hot blonde chick and Daisy Dukes handing me tools. What are you talking about? That's obviously your wife. Your wife is your Heidi. Was that that chick's name was Heidi? Yeah. Is it weird that I remember that? <laughs> I don't know. You could be a pervert. Well, there, there's no good. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a pervert. <laughs> oh, uh, the last thing in the housekeeping would be our friend, my friend, JP, over at the Thin Blue Line Radio podcast over in the uk we are set to record uh his show september 3rd i believe it is right and which so. will air on 9 11 until it won't because the brass at his police department has shut him down for the time being it has to be okayed and go through the channels although he never mentions his oh maybe he did mention his department yeah but anyways gets either way so, 
Mike, what is this yes. podcast all about? Well, the one that we're going to specifically record or his podcast? No, no, just in general, Thin Blue Line Radio. What is the yeah. general so, idea behind that I've show? mentioned it before, and JP, what he has done is put together a bunch of resources for law enforcement officers over there in the UK for mental health awareness. So he's got benefits coming up. He's got counselors on set up that uh, officers can call. He's just done a tremendous amount of awareness work for so, law enforcement first responders. So here, here's a person, a human being, that recognizes a need in a particular community, community that he happens to be a part of, and he wants to make it a little bit better and make it so that maybe the profession of law enforcement isn't number one in suicides. Maybe we just drop down to number two behind the military for a year. And the command staff at his... I can say whatever I want because I, I don't work for him. I'll tell them they're all fucking assholes. What they're doing is going to lead to law enforcement deaths in the UK. Lives could be saved, potentially, by JP's show. And these assholes, because that's what they are, they're assholes that only care about themselves and their own career progression are preventing that from happening and shame on them. Yeah. He asks, uh, if I have that issue and I'm like, no, first of all, I, I'm sure that my department knows I'm doing this. I've never mentioned my department. Let me, let me rephrase that. I've said my department name and then edited it out. And Nelson has some relatives or friends that are trying to figure out where I'm working, and he keeps sending them messages. Is it Rosemont? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like you're close, but uh, yeah, it's a shame that that's you know a roadblock for him. So what we figured we would do is we will still record that episode, and we will air it for our 9/11 episode, and then he can keep it in the can, right there, brass. Yeah. Right there. And and then, you know, once he gets clearance, he can put it on his podcast. So we're still going to do it. We'll probably do it right on here on the way we're doing this. And then um, since he has a roadcaster and you're recording on your end and I'm recording on my end, we'll be able to get all the audio together. And uh, it should be an interesting time. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I think that's going to be a really good episode. I, for me personally, it was probably the defining moment of my teenage years that shaped almost every decision that I've made as an adult career wise, at least. I mean, you went into the service. Was that part of the reason? Oh yeah. That yeah, was, so. that was the reason. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I look forward to talking about that. So we're going to do that. That's coming up in the future. And with that, all the housekeeping and house cleaning stuff is done. So now the I can ask the you, house is clean. The house is well, <laughs> yeah, it's the, a mess. The, the, meta, uh, construction the metaphorical, the metaphorical house, house is clean. clean. <laughs> yeah. So back to your week at work. My week at work. Um, we done had somebody get robbed and shot. <laughs> well, you could have led with the shot part and well, robbed. Yeah, so it came out as a shooting. So, and like, I, like as I'm loading up my car with all my gear and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, kind of the way 
it works for us is midnights doesn't actually start fielding calls for service as like primary dispatch until uh, 11 o'clock. So it's still swing shift. We have this overlap from nine to about one where both swings and, and mids is on. So if anything comes out in that period of time, you get a crap ton of cops there. So a shooting comes out and naturally everyone's going to go because, you know, the shooting. Those are the fun calls. Um, so I get there. I quickly realize that we have way too many people here and everyone does the same thing. It's hilarious. It like, I, I'm sure you see it probably on a smaller scale at, at your department because, well, you guys are smaller, <laughs> but everyone goes, no matter what, everyone goes to where the shot person is. Yeah. No, no one, one's going to get to the caller no, or the witness. <laughs> no, no one's like looking around going, where do the assholes go? Right. So, I see like 10 cops over by where the guy who got shot was. I go, well, he's in good hands. <laughs> they don't need me maybe, there. Maybe I should start interviewing people and looking for for cameras and just walk down the street and my buddy finds a witness that says, yeah, they ran that way. I'm like, well, I'll go look over there. So I keep looking and the road kind of comes to like this T intersection and just by chance, I decided to go left because it was the path of least resistance. And I find this house that has these really nice security cameras on it. I'm like, I really hope these record because these might show us something. I knock on the door and turns out it's a police sergeant from a neighboring agency. Oh, how cool. Yeah. I was like, glad hey. it wasn't some woman going, what did my husband do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are always fun. Um, like, hey man, is your your cameras recording? Yeah, let me review it. He goes, and and like, yeah, I'll just call in to to dispatch if I if I find anything. Like, All right, like normally I like if it was just Joe Blow, I'd be like, nah, stand here, I'll wait. But yeah. if it's if it's a cop, I know that you're like I'll take you at your word that you're gonna call. And sure enough, he did, and his cameras captured the suspect vehicle arriving, the suspect ve- the suspects getting out of the car. The suspects are running back to the car and then driving away. Nice. Get a clear shot of the uh, license plate? Uh, it wasn't clear, but I think the video guys are going to probably be able to do their little enhance. That doesn't work. Yeah, it does. I've seen it work. I forget. You're in the department of all the miracle stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the business of catching people, Mike. Yeah. So All the high tech shit. Yeah, so I I talked to the detective that got it, and it's uh, it sounds like that's something that they're gonna be able to catch everybody on. And how it, cool is that? Shockingly enough, it didn't go down like he said. He said he was just in the shower, and two people just kicked in his door and shot him three times. That's the worst way to get interrupted when you're in a shower, <laughs> right? <laughs> my reaction was, "Thank God you weren't taking a dump." Oh my God, yeah. So. I won't get into it because it's still something that's being An actively investigated. So, yeah, but it's right. uh, suffice to say, there's more to the story, and he's gonna live. He's fine. Was he a gangbanger? No, he was just Ronry. Ronry? Yeah. Okay. Most most cops should be able to figure that out. <laughs> um. 
No, but that was the that was the main thing. That was the big uh, excitement. It's just it's always it's always short, but it was nice that uh, we actually had our full team for I think two nights this week. So very cool. What's that tip, like? It's amazing. <laughs> we when, we have no idea what that's like anymore. Yeah. So typically, like the least you need to go to a call is two officers. Just from a safety standpoint, technically, yes, one could go unless it's a kind of a dynamic scene. Um, so that's kind of what we've been rolling with is just two, like two to a call. Uh, but what's really nice is when you have the six people that are assigned to your district and it's a hot six. call. We have six beats. We have a very large area to cover. Yeah. Like, I, like in, in all seriousness, our one district is probably bigger than your city. So you have a district, and then <laughs> yes. in that district, you have six beats. Yes. And then you have one beat officer, and then so you'll get a call in beat A, and then beat B and D join beat A. So, so the neighboring beats. So the way it kind of goes is it's numbered, so one through six for us. Yeah. Um, so like say we get a call in the one beat. The one beat officer will go, and then like the two or the three or four, like whoever's available. Okay. And then they'll go. And then if it's something yeah. interesting or something that sounds like it's going to be work, like a, a domestic violence case where we have all kinds of paperwork and it's, it just takes time. It's easier if you have like three or four people there. And if it's not super busy, you can, you can do that. You can roll three or four deep to a call. Right. Which is super nice, especially when it's a shooting or some sort of robbery. Yeah. It is really nice to have those those extra hands there. And when you get used to that and then those those extra hands are gone and it's just you and one other dude, it's you look around and you're like, damn it, this sucks. <laughs> I'd have to say probably sixty percent of our call load is single officer calls. Then they send two just two for domestics in progress or not anything more major than that you know it's just everyone goes you know fights and shootings and all that stuff our whole shift goes which lately it's been four guys so when you have a crash with injuries uh, you know a shooting or a fight going on you've got all of a sudden limited resources and you're calling surrounding towns for help Well, and that's that was a couple something that kind of happened this past week was we had two instances where we had a barricaded subject and like literally three quarters of the cops in the city were there, um, which was frustrating for me because I wasn't one of those cops that was there. <laughs> but doesn't your SWAT team just come for those barricaded subjects? Then there are very it's very restrictive on when we can call them out. Um, they did actually come out for one of them. Actually, they came out for both eventually. Yeah, so in order for us to call those those guys out, we have to go through like a whole kind of like like certain criteria has to get met and threat assessments have to get done. Like one of them, they actually responded to a lot faster because uh, the guy had been waving a gun out the window and then discharged it inside the house. Um, thankfully right. not shooting anybody, but dude was high out of his mind. I think he was shooting a ghost. And, uh, remember we discussed shooting ghosts last week. I know it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You, 
you got to get the little Ghostbusters pack. I, uh, I have a question, though. When I heard that back, we don't have the particle accelerator on our back. But you can shoot Slimer, and the bullets go through him, yet he eats a whole tray of fucking hot dogs, and they go inside of his belly somewhere. I don't know how that works. you got to stop thinking so hard about this stuff, Mike. <laughs> Just let the magic of the movie take okay. you on the ride it wants to take you on. All right. Back to you. <laughs> so so when there's a high threat like that, then, yeah, these guys come out pretty quick. Um, but also keep in mind it's midnight, and these guys live, you know, all around. So they have to be able to respond within an hour. But even so, that that's still, you got to get up and get moving and get to where you got to go. But, yeah, so that guy, he actually ended up surrendering, and then he had second thoughts. And then the canine bit him. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm gonna I give up. up. I give up. I give up. Fuck you. I don't want to go to jail. Oh, there's the dog. So, nice. <laughs> so he, he's in custody. And then we had another one where it was a bunch of um, uh, robbery suspects that uh, one of the sergeants got into a little uh, a pre. He, he didn't go full blown pursuit. He was still in the pre pursuit phase where he was trying to determine, are they pulling over? Or are they, uh, no, he did not have a long eye. No, no long, long eye. eyes. No long okay. eye. He was right up there. And then the helicopter came overhead, and and then the uh, the helicopter tracked him, and then they all spread out of the car like cockroaches. I have so, a helicopter question. I, I'll probably fake an answer. Okay. <laughs> so just like that example, helicopters tracking them. Mm-hmm. So when he starts his following phase do you already have a bird in the air or does he have to call and say i need a bird in the air so our our helicopter guys will monitor the channels just for stuff like that and they're pretty johnny on the spot of like if they hear you know like there's a car with a felony want for robbery armed robbery they go yeah attach us to that and uh, we're we're coming in hot. So I, I was and it all depends if it's within their their work hours because they don't we don't have helicopter twenty four seven three sixty five. We only have okay. like two flight crews and one one helicopter that has to still have its regular maintenance and all that stuff. So they're on a very limited schedule. So we usually lose our air at about two a.m. Oh, right when you which need is, it. Yeah, which is really frustrating because. Yeah. And, and there's times that we know that we won't have a resource like a canine or, or a helicopter, but because us of, too of the way that <laughs> that we normally do have, okay. Uh, but because of the way that you know the average citizen wants us to go about doing our job, we have to still ask for those things. Because if you end up shooting this guy, like, well, did you ask for a canine? No, it's three in the morning. I know they're asleep. Well, did you yeah. ask for a helicopter? No. I know that they're already well outside of their flight time. <laughs> that they actually can't be in the air. So Okay. But we still like and a lot of times you'll get some people, it's usually me, that'll be sarcastic about this and I'll go, I know that it's a long shot, but is there a canine monitoring? Nice. No. All right. I know they're already down for the night, but just make sure. <laughs> Sorry, air chopper. Yeah, just make sure air support's not up. No. Okay. Cool. I guess we'll do it ourselves. Hey, at least you get to ask. 
Yeah, I get to ask for all kinds of stuff. And it's funny because in the academy, they tell you, like, ask for everything. So you ask for, like, every specialized unit. I, yeah. need, 30, I need 37 officers. I need 16 canines. I need four SWAT teams yeah. and a bomb tech. Like, it's for a pedestrian stop. <laughs> and then you got to fill out a pedestrian stop card. Yes, you do. And you have to say what what race you perceived them to be. That's my favorite on car stops because I had someone, you pulled me over because I'm black. No, I pulled you over because you drive like an asshole. I want to talk to your yeah. sergeant. Damn it. Nelson made a good point about that because we discussed that when he was a guest host. And the whole, you pulled me over because I'm black. You just drove past me like 75 miles an hour. Nelson said, if, if you think I'm that good of a police officer to be able to identify your race, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> I have no That's, fucking color, idea what color you are. I can't see That's, you. I, I've had a couple, like one or two, like ride-alongs get pushed on me, and um, I always ask them the same thing. Like I'll just pick a random car that I'm behind or like close to, and I'll point to it. I go, "What race is that driver?" And they go, uh, "Right." Uh, I go, "Bet easier, dude or chick?" Uh, okay. How many people in the car? Uh, exactly. It's two in the morning. And they got right now. Windows. Go bring that back to your family and tell them that's yeah, how hard tell, it is to see. Go tell everybody you know. It's really hard to see at night. And tell the media. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. When Obama was in office, uh, I, this was a nationwide thing. I'm sure that the the, the uh, racial profiling stop cards when you do traffic stops. Mm-hmm. Yep, those are that fun. was supposed to be. If I remember right, a three year three or five year experiment. Now it's just standard practice. We're still doing them. Like when's the experiment over? When it tells them what they're hoping to find. They ain't found it yet. When people can twist the numbers to show what they want, then they'll be like, okay, we don't need to track it anymore. Right. See, you're racist. Yeah. Because it proved, uh, but you're like, what was it? Like a 20 years to prove it. So we've been tracking (laughs) uses of force. At my department, and then they, uh, like a year ago, they told us what the findings were. And they told us that if you were a white guy and you resisted arrest, you were more likely to get your ass kicked. I also contended that if you're white, you're more likely to resist arrest, in my experience. Oh, um, I'm trying to see if that's the case in my experience. It's usually a drunk white chick. Those are the ones that resist. We get the drunk Polish people that resist. They are white. Yeah. It's no problem. Those guys. It's okay. See. See. It's Tembien. Tembien. It's okay. No, it's not okay, dude. (laughs) So we had a... (laughs) So I always get nervous anytime a sergeant tries to make a car stop. Because they make you do all the work? No. If they roll up on an arrest or they take their work? Like, usually if a sergeant... Typically, if a sergeant makes a a car stop, like... (laughs) Like, they they just on view to murder. Oh, that's not the case by us, but usually like it's blinders and like nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. Didn't see nothing. Um, so <laughs> earlier this week my sergeant actually made a car stop. I came flying over there, like, oh my God, is he okay? <laughs> he goes, That's hey, funny. Think... He goes, Hey, I think this is uh related to that crash that just came out. I'm like, you son of a bitch. You found but doesn't Does he take all the work then? No. He's a That's sergeant. my point. Yes. So oh, come on. That's no no sergeant is going to go. Hey, no no, a, no no no. There was no, a no. call. Pit. No, no no no. Let me tell the story. 
<laughs> no, Sergeant's going to go. There was a call pending for a crash. I just happened to find the car as I was going to my parking lot. Guys, I'll take the crash or the DUI. I'll take it. No, no sergeant. No None. sergeant on your shift. Zero, zero sergeants in the history of sergeanting. No, no, and no. If there is, and if there is a sergeant, he should immediately lose his stripes because he's still an officer. My buddy Jimmy. Jimmy was my be an shift, officer. My shift sergeant <laughs> for many, many years who just got promoted. Remember I told you he's going to be the next commander of investigations. He's actually doing commander's investigations and running a shift as a sergeant at is the same going, time while they're... Is he, is he getting double pay? Of course not. Hmm, that sucks. Every month when the stats come out, I don't know if you get to see the stats on your shift. Dude, I'm a patrol officer with three years on. I don't see jack shit. Oh, well, they throw them on the table in the squad room <laughs> at our police oh, department. Yeah, no, they're not doing that. So I always go to it. Now, back in the day, my buddy Mark, who I hike with, who's now one of the other day shift sergeants, we used to have a competition to see who could write more. He didn't know he was in it, but I would tell him every month, dude, we're having a competition. And then I'd go out and write like 65 state tickets. So I stopped doing that quite a while ago. We also had something called Charlie the Challenge Elephant. And if I can find a picture, I'll, I'll post it. But so you have we have to explain this. Oh, yeah. So my buddy Frank, who's a detective and the mayor of a city, a couple of towns over, he uh, had this stuffed elephant animal. So he brought it to work one day. It's pretty cute. Now it would be Grogu. But uh, so Frank had this elephant and he goes, hey, this is when we all used to write a lot, do a lot of traffic, you know just been on the job for like seven years, five to seven years. And, uh, all right, what's today's challenge? <laughs> no rear view mirror. Okay. So you go out and write all the no rear view mirror tickets. The one who writes the most gets the Charlie, the challenge elephant for the week. And he gets to ride in your squad <laughs> until next week when you write, okay, cumulative, when you take all the weight of the people you've written, cumulative? Is that how you say that? I can't yeah, say that cumulative. one. Cumulative. Cumulative. That's like aluminum. Num, num. Aluminum. So you add up all the weight, and whoever wrote the fattest people gets the Charlie the Challenge Elephant for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. See, I, when I used to... <laughs> completely forgot my, what I was going to say. At my other oh, wait, wait. Okay. So I used to challenge my buddy Mark, and then he never participated, and I wrote a lot of tickets. No one does more work in my department than my buddy Jimmy, who's the sergeant. So the shift numbers come out all the time, and I look on there, it's like, me, 12 activities for the month. <laughs> Jimmy, 89. I'm like, Jim, man, you're making your whole shift look bad. Stop it. Start just bossing us around. Stop doing the work. But he'll roll up and do DOIs. He does all the – he signs up for the grants where you get the uh, – you know, cell phone enforcement and DUI enforcement. He does all that stuff. But I'm, I don't know. He's the hardest working guy I know. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So on, on the topic of challenges. Yeah. At my old department, we would, at least on one of the day shifts I was on, we would have like a word of the day. Like someone would come up with, okay, you have to use <laughs> like shenanigans. Yeah. O over the air. Oh, on the air. But it's got to make sense. It's got to flow. 
Right. You can't just say I'm having a Big Mac and there's some shenanigans. Oh, wait, that yeah. would flow. Okay. Yeah, but it's got it. Like, you have to somehow tie it in. Like, right. The way it's used matters. It so counts. there was, I think there was just, I forget what it was. I think it was just like the, the call was like, uh, like two homeless people fighting or something like that. And it was just transient shenanigans. Like, it's what it was. So I'm still in FTO. And <laughs> nice. my FTO nudges me, who is actually now a lieutenant. And I love that. Okay. He just got promoted. But he nudges me. He goes, do it. And, and I'm in FTO. I'm oblivious. What? Right. Of course. Say shenanigans. Do it. I, I, it's uh, just just transient shenanigans. All this of a sudden, sergeant like, comes what? up on the air. Yeah. Sam one, we're like, uh, I need you to uh, oh, no. meet with me. And my FTO just starts dying laughing. He goes, uh, don't worry, don't worry. He goes, I'll take the heat on this one. He goes, because that was great. <laughs> I'll tell him I told you to do it. And he did. He did it to his credit. He goes, no, nope, no, nope, I told him to do it. That was the word of the day. <laughs> I got yelled at for making arrest once. Yeah, I've done that too. Well, we had a boss. Great guy. Played hockey. Apparently, he used to like to fight. But when he was running a shift, especially when we were at minimums. So minimums, as you know, was four guys for us. Real minimums back in the day when we we would run eight-hour shifts. We would normally have seven guys on our shift. Minimums, four. The real minimum, two sergeants, because you have a watch commander and a shift commander, and two patrolmen. We only have two zones, two beats. So it would be Patrolman A getting fucked in this zone, Patrolman B getting fucked in that zone, and papers, paper calls stacking up all day because neither one of those sergeants was taking paper. But he would come in and say, Brandon, if, if he came in and was running your shift and you sat right there at your desk and played whatever on the computer for eight hours and he saw you all day, at the end of the shift, he'd go, good work, Brandon. <laughs> he no longer Thanks, works Sarge. there. He, he retired after 30-something years. But he was the only one that didn't want you getting into trouble. So anyways, it was myself and my FTO. I was in FTO. Two sergeants and another patrolman. So we had five guys, but only four, right? Because you don't count the trainee. Yeah. Some, they're, they're not real people. Right. Some chick pulls me over in some piece of shit 1983 Buick Regal. She cuts in front of me. And I, right away, the car screams, pull me over. It's just beat to shit. Pretty please, pull me over. Yeah, so we do a thing called Z5 Bingo. Z5 is the code that you, when we run a license plate through leads, Z5 covers all the license plates. So we would, we would play Z5 Bingo where you're just driving down the street running everybody's plate. And if the physical description of the driver comes back as suspended, and it's not a, you know, if it says male, white, physical description, and it's a male, white that fits that description, there might be some probable cause there to pull that person over with a small traffic infraction. Unless it says black female and it's a white dude driver, then obviously you don't, you, don't, you don't do it. So anyways, this chick pulls in front of me, almost hits my squad. I'm like, holy shit. I run her, suspended, so plate suspended, <laughs> driver suspended. It sounds like an unsafe turning movement, and that's reason enough to pull her over. Well, that would be reason enough. So I want to light her up, and I look at Brian, and I'm like, 
uh, the sergeant said not to do any work today because he specifically said when we went on the street, don't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> now, they're not supposed to tell you that. <laughs> it's about as subtle as a hand grenade. Yeah. So I, I looked at Brian. And I'm like, the sergeant said not to. He goes, fuck him. Pull this chick over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the heat. You know, FTO. I'm like, fine. We pull over. She's, you know, 12 days to Sunday. I'm fucking towing a car. I'm arresting her. I got all these. <laughs> so he's in, he's in the radio room, dispatch center, because it was in-house at the time. And he said, what, what's going on? Oh, the rookie's got an arrest. What the fuck? I told them not to do anything today. He's yelling up and down the hallway. The other sergeant who I had known 15 years prior to becoming a police officer there, he's a friend of mine, he's in the building. He's actually the watch commander. The chief's in his office. Everyone can hear this sergeant just yelling that I made an arrest. I come walking in the door. Our department's so small you walk in the entry and there's dispatch right there and records on the one side and the chief's office. I got to walk this person through the hallway where all the people are in a <laughs> building. We don't have a sally port. And this is before they actually knock some bricks out the sidewall and you can make a side entrance into the holding cells. And as soon as I walk in, he's standing right there and he's like, I told you not to, she's just quiet. And we walk past him. I just keep my head down and walk past him and we get into the interview room. And she looks at me and she says, did I get you in trouble? <laughs> like, yeah, you yes. got me in trouble yes, for driving like an asshole. But anyways, I digress. Why did you make me pull you over? Yeah. But that's embarrassing when you got an arrestee and they're asking if they got you in trouble for doing your job. Yeah, that's uh, it's not a good look. No. <laughs> on on that, that guy's part. No. Luckily, he doesn't listen to the show. Oh, thank God. Great guy, though. Really good guy. <laughs> but he's not a fan. Yeah. So, that, so was, that was pretty much my week. Okay. Good week. Uh, I had an easy week because I was off. But <laughs> <laughs> before I uh, went on my little vacation, you know, I worked uh, the weekend before I left. So I worked the weekend and then went right into the vacation. So on Friday night... It's like, I don't know, two in the morning. We have a lot of Uber drivers and Lyft drivers by us because of the airport, you know? I hate those guys. Yeah, they don't drive well. At all. No, they don't. And a lot of times they park in our lots and go to sleep and stuff and wait for whatever, you know, fares. We've had a tow truck hook one of them (laughs) while he was sleeping in his car. (laughs) Because tow trucks, they don't give a fuck. And if it says no no parking, you'll be towed. They'll just swoop in and take you. That's awesome. Anyways, I'm driving down one of our main roads, and I I cut through the uh, other city that's next to us because we share a business park. And uh, I pass the TPN uh, lot, which stands for Transportation Provider Network, and that's where all the Lyft and uh, Uber drivers are supposed to park. And I'm driving southbound, and I see this really nice SUV, and I'm behind him, and it looks like there's a television on in said SUV, but not in the back seat area, like right on the front dash. And I'm like, that looks like a moving video. So I pull up next to him, and he's got a tablet, not a phone, but a tablet that's turned landscape-wise. Yeah. And he's watching 
Some television show, streaming. Something. I thought you were going to say he was watching porn. No, that would be great. He wasn't. He was just watching, like, Full House or something. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have cameras into your house. But uh, he weird. was watching. Yeah, it would be weird, see? He's tapping into your Wi-Fi. So I pull up next to him. I'm like, fucking stupid. I, I zoom up next to him. You ever do that where if you pull up really fast next to somebody, they should oh, grab their attention. Yeah, just scare the crap out of him. Yeah. So I do that, and then he looks he looks over at me. <laughs> he looks back front. He keeps driving. I'm like, you fucking asshole. So I'm watching I, my program, man. Leave me alone. I hit my side alley light and blind him. See, that's my go move. Yeah. He looks at me again, and I go, I put my hands up like, what the F? And he goes, eh. Like, he does it back to me. <laughs> and I go, oh, now you're getting pulled over. Right, you don't can't take need, the hint. We need to talk. Yeah, so pull him over. I'm like, what are you doing? What do you mean? So you're fucking watching television while you're driving a car. No, I'm not. You're not. I, was I just watched you. Yep. Yeah. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, am I allowed, he's am I not allowed to do that. He's delivering for Grubhub. Do you have Grubhub out by you? Yeah. Yeah, we have Grubhub and. Uber okay. Eats and DoorDash and all that shit. All right, so he's delivering for Grubhub. So he tells me he was at the McDonald's where it took them 20 minutes to fill his order. So he was parked there watching a show. Yeah, he doesn't And now he's just shows. listening to it. <laughs> and, and you know what? I almost said that's bullshit, but I kind of do that. I'll stream like Frasier while I'm driving to work. <laughs> but I don't have the, I'm not watching it. I'm only listening to it because I've yeah. seen the, you know, the show. But I saw this guy's eyes looking at it. But then I felt he had shut it off after. And I'm like, okay, just fucking get out of here. Stop doing that. But for his ignorance of thinking I'm the bad guy for pulling yeah. him over. He's probably sitting in his car. What's this guy's problem? But Friday was nice and nice and quiet. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, it was very nice. And don't then. Say uh, the, don't say I know that the, word. the Q word. Don't say the key word. You're gonna have Everyone a knows. shitty. You're gonna have a shitty week. Shh. I hope not. Well, I'm gonna have a shitty week because I won't be in my sleep schedule. So that's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, I made an arrest. Oh. Yay! Oh a traffic arrest. What? Which is worse? Because <laughs> I swore I'm not doing any traffic. Why'd you do that? So Drew and I went on a call for a guy passed out who overdosed at a parking garage where you park your car and go to the airport, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was busy. The way this turns out is every time I take a shit at work, my zone gets calls and the, and the backup guys have to take my calls <laughs> every time. It's been like the last six times it's happened. So I told them going on a personal and they're like, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> no. And you're screwed. So it turns out, this was one of those times to get the guy passed out at the parking garage on the ground. So Drew gets sucked into taking my call. He goes over there. I come up from my personal and I'm like, where is everybody? You know, so I punch up the computer. I'm like, what? Okay, I'll just head over there and see if I can help. Crew's over there. They're done. They're getting again an ambulance. And Drew and I are sitting next to each other, you know, car spooning. Yeah. And I see these two people that just pulled off the main main highway and their car, they got their hazard lights on and they're walking back and forth. And I, I said to Drew, oh, look at these poor bastards. They got in a crash. 
Maybe if we just sit here, they won't notice us sitting here and they'll drive away, settle it amongst <laughs> themselves. Nope. One dickhead comes walking over by the squads. First, I see him out with his flashlight. He's walking around his car. He's taking pictures. I'm like, oh, Jesus. He comes walking over to the my squad. I was just in a crash. Just get on the PA. Walk away. Yeah. Go. It'll all be okay if you just walk away. Do not approach my squad. So he comes over. I'm like, all right, man, just pull in that lot over there, private lot. So he was a dick, too. He got rear-ended from the kid behind him who works at the airport. He's going to work. On his way to work, night shift. So if this guy didn't have such an attitude, the guy who got hit, I, I get all their stuff, and then I ask the kid, where's your license? And he's like, uh, oh, I left it at home. Normally, my first question is, how long have you been suspended? Because that whole I left it at home thing is, is a fucking lie every time. So I didn't, I'm like, okay, whatever. Just give me your name and date of birth. So he gives me that. He gives me insurance. And then I do the crash. I run the kid. He's not suspended. He's just never had a driver's license. He got a permit like in 2018. No, 2016. He just, he just never went and took the test? Never went and took the test. The permit expired after two years. He's got a baby at home. You know, kid's hard working. It's on his way to work. So I got to arrest him. If it was one year under, it's a, it's like a petty offense in Illinois, but it's two years, so it's a you know Class B. Nothing major anyways, but still. It's a towable offense, too. We would normally tow his car and impound it for $500, and then he's got to pay all that bullshit before he can get it out. Jeez. So I said, I looked at the guy who got hit, and I go, here's your, here's your crash report. Here's how you get a copy of it, blah, blah, blah. You can go. He's like standing there looking at me because I didn't even walk over to the kid yet. And I'm like, no, no, you can go. I'll just move my car up because I parked behind him. So he looked confused. <laughs> I back up. I'm just ushering him away. I do not want him to see me arresting this kid because he's a dick. And he's going to want a court date and all this other stuff. He's going to show up in court. He's got insurance. Insurance is going to cover it. So normally I would give everyone court dates and everything, right? Because that's what you do. Yeah. Unless you're a dick. Then you don't get any of that shit. So he's not even going to be notified of a court date. So I told the kid, hey, thanks for lying that you left your driver's license at home. I brought him in and wrote him a few tickets and, and booked him and stuff. But uh, that was my traffic arrest where now I'll have to show up at traffic court instead of sleeping. That's, but the other guy won't be there. It's only if so he they'll, fights they'll, it, if he just pays the fine and everything, right? Well, I have to show up no matter what. That's... Yeah. If he's, even if he's not fighting it? Yeah. Once, See, if you write two tickets, two tickets, it's a mandatory court date in Cook County in the district I'm in, and the officer has to appear in court. So we're, we can Zoom traffic court still. You shouldn't have written two tickets. Well, I wrote the crash. That's the probable cause ticket. And then I wrote the no driver's license because, you know, it's no driver's just, license. So. Just just maybe you just write him for the crash. I know. Normally, yeah. if we pull people over and they have uh, like speeding and no insurance, we'll just write the no insurance ticket, and it's one. And we don't have they have they have to go and show proof, but we don't have to go. So, anyways, that was my. I had a nice arrest. Nice arrest. Nice arrest. Got me off the street for a couple hours, and then you Good know the job. guys had to take my calls. <laughs> uh, fight between some drunk fucks. I don't even remember what that was. Uh, 
another domestic with the two people, the chick who likes to kick and scream and throw up. Oh, yeah. Chases her boyfriend into a squad car. We had them again. We had some <laughs> rough sex at the one of the hotels. Uh, are you what now? Yeah. <laughs> we had rough sex at the hotel. You got a call for some rough sex. So we've Wait, got was this. That, was that the call for service? It was like, there's two people having rough sex in the room, you know, adjacent to me. No, the actual call for service was the f- night auditor, front desk night auditor, called the police department because a woman that's staying at the hotel called him see notes. You know, they'll put the notes in the... They won't say it over the air. So they'll put the notes on the MDT so you can look you at it. You know what's really fun to do? Huh? Is when they say see notes, you come back and you go, yeah, I'm away from the computer right now. Could you just go with the details over the air? I tell them I'm driving and can't read the computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, something so like I pull that. up and the night auditor's outside and he's, oh, th- I thank God it's you guys because if it was the other shift, I wouldn't want him to come. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? We just had one of our sergeants retire and he's, we, he used to turn things into a class X misdemeanor. <laughs> In Illinois, class X felony is the highest, right? Mm-hmm. But we would, he would turn things into a class X misdemeanor. But anyways, he goes, I thought he was going to show up. I go, he retired. He's not even on the street anymore. He's like, oh, okay. So here's what happened. So this chick, as Drew and I are walking in, Drew's my buddy, right? He's on all these calls with me. We're walking in, and the guy goes, so I got this woman, and she's handicapped. And I, and I go, handicapped like Drew? Like mentally? And the guy goes, what? And I'm like, nothing. Never. And Drew's like, oh, that's nice. So he goes, no, not handicapped like that, like physically and handicapped and i go okay what happened well she was in a bar met a guy he's fondling her this wasn't a complaint of hers but they're in the lobby and this night audit guy sees this guy like touching a boob and i go all right what's the problem he's trying to grab a boob i don't get it he offended you he's trying to grab her boob well i'm just looking out for her i'm like okay that's nice what did she say happened well she's in this room and she feels un- uncomfortable. I'm like, all right, let me go talk to her. And then he says to me, can you kick him out too? He's in this room. I'm like, no, I can't, but you can go up with us and you can tell him he's got to leave. You're the agent of the hotel. Okay. When you come down, I'm like, okay. So we go up to the room, knock on the doors. Nice lady answers. Seems to be a little bit off mentally and physically. And uh, she invites us in, and the room's a mess, which is just normal because he wasn't in that room. They were in, they went to his room. So she meets this guy in the bar. They're drinking. She's hammered. He says, hey, would you like to carry this conversation upstairs? She's like, okay. So they agree to go up to his room, which is like four floors above her room. He doesn't even know what room she's in. So they go up there, and then she she's, won't tell me anymore. So I said, uh, okay, did you guys start kissing? You never want to lead them on, right? Not lead them on in a sexual way. <laughs> you never want to put words in their mind. <laughs> so you got to be careful how you question things. And I said, you know. It was a nice save to say words in their mind instead of words in their mouth. Yeah. Because well, it goes in their mind and then comes out their mouth. Well, I'm not putting anything in anyone's gonna... mouth unless they want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, so 
she seems upset. So I start talking to her and interviewing her and asking her what happened. And she says they were kissing and they were some foreplay. And I asked, you know, were you fully dressed? Yes. No clothes came off. Nothing like that. I'm like, good. Then what happened? Well, then he, he got behind me and then he, he put his arm around my neck and he said, I'm the dominant one. And I go, okay, then what happened? Well, then I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> I go, okay, did he stop you? No. Did he block the door? No. He let you go? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did he follow you? No. No. I'm sorry, what do you want me to do? Oh, it just seemed a little aggressive. I thought you people should be on the lookout for him. I'm like, What? All right. I go, I can't police someone's sexual habits unless, unless they violate you, of course. But sexual preferences is not against the law. No. Oh, I just want you to know. It's not against the law to be a dom. I'm like, all right, well. I said, are you afraid that he's going to come here? Because that could be a valid you know, concern. Yeah. She's like, no, he doesn't even know what room I'm in. I'm like, well, when are you good. checking out? In the morning. Okay, I guess we're good. done. I think we're done. We're done here. So I, I go downstairs and I, the night auditor's like, so are you going to, did you kick him out? So I didn't even go talk to him. There's no need to him? go speak to him. You want to go kick him out? Go kick him out. Well, no, I don't want to go kick him out. If he's not doing anything wrong. I'm what like, if he right. wants to be the dominant one? Maybe he wants to get behind you when you want to kick him out. I think that's out. his fear. So, and that's it. And just had one other thing. I was, a friend of mine who works in another jurisdiction came by to say hi at like, I don't know, one in the morning. He was out drinking with his buddies. Swung by to say hi. So we're, we're in the parking lot. I got my parking lights on. Nothing else is in this whole parking lot. It's like one thirty, And this car comes in off the main street and just flies up to me. I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know. Kind of go for the gun a little bit there. And he pulls up on the side. Hey, you. I'm like, <laughs> you talking to me? Are, are you talking to me? Yeah. Talking to me. You got a minute? I'm like, what's up? And then he goes on to tell me about just left his girlfriend's house, girlfriend of 10 years. Girlfriend, 10 years. Uh, where she lives with her mom. And then his girlfriend's sister's married and they live down the street. So his girlfriend's brother-in-law came over to the house cause they live like right down the street when he was in his garage or when he was working on his car in her garage, he heard the back door to the house open. So he goes in there and here's brother-in-law dipshit who's drunk came walking down from the street. I go, okay. I almost shot him. Why? Well, I, I'm a concealed carry, and I didn't know who he was, and he went in the back door, and it's kind of a weird situation, and he really shouldn't be there. And I go, but that's your girlfriend's brother-in-law, right? Well, yeah. Does he have keys? Uh-huh. What's the issue? Well, he gets out of hand sometimes. Hey, just go home, dude. <laughs> Please don't shoot anybody. What? He's not breaking into the house. He's invited because that's his mother-in-law. Just stop. Go away. Why? Why are you wasting my time? 
Yeah, I don't know. So. You should have just told them, you are wasting taxpayer dollars right now. Yeah. All right. That's it for that. I just have a couple of uh, thoughts. Oh, no. Thoughts? <laughs> Random thoughts with <laughs> Random Mike. thoughts by Mike Marazzo. So, being that I traveled this weekend in an airport, I just wanted to ask you a question. Maybe someone can answer it. How much of a douche are you when you're taking a piss and you're on the phone? Or taking a shit on the phone in a major airport? Well, are you, like, taking a phone call? Or are you, On the phone. Are you texting? Got that stupid airpiece in. Oh, so you got, like, the little AirPods in. Standing at the urinal. Standing at the urinal, dick in hand. Dick in hand, pissing, having a mid-conversation. It's a pretty big douche. How much? Right? Douche. Yeah. I would say bigger douche to be dumping out and doing that. Yeah, but then he also farted. It's hard to cover up. That's a big risk. Like, if you're going to do that, you got to have a pretty high degree of confidence of one of two things. Either that it's not going to be loud. Like, you're not going to blow out an O-ring. Right. Or you have to hate this person in such a way. Oh, you're talking about the other person on the other phone. To know. Yeah, that you you want them to know that this conversation is so meaningless to you. (laughs) That you're pissing and farting. Quite literally just shit all over it. (laughs) He doesn't even give a fuck about the people standing next to him. I'm like, dude. Dude, I, I will sometimes ask him, so like How's this going to end? If it's at least an interesting conversation, I'll listen. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I just think it's a douche move. It is a douche move. I agree. So I got an email. This has nothing to do with uh, woodworking or law enforcement. (laughs) All right. Tell us about this email, Mike. Did did some African prince bequeath you millions of dollars? You just have to send him... An I Amazon wish. gift card or yeah. your social security A number? green dot card. Yeah, I wish that was it. I, I haven't been able to figure out what this is yet, except maybe someone tapped into my camera when I'm watching porn. It says, hello, Mike. And it came from someone named Kim Peters. I know a Kim Peters from high school. I think someone hacked, obviously hacked their email. I have been monitoring you and the word you with the letter U. Well, yeah. For a long while, you never cease to surprise me by your fondness for intimate satisfaction. (laughs) You wank. So far, I don't see a problem. (laughs) Right. He could be talking to any one of us. Yeah. You wank as if you are a machine gun. (laughs) I can't. I'm kind of curious to know what they mean by that. I wish they're your. Sport at the Olympics. So do I, actually. I'm sure you would reach the top spot. Go for gold. (laughs) I'm surprised by the thing that you're an adult, but you do such abhorrent things which do not come natural with adults. I'm not fucking goats. Like the guy in 40-year-old version. Go fuck a goat. Why are you always telling me to go (laughs) fuck a goat? Your habit is similar with dependency of drug addicts, which reminds me of... There is such a thing as sex addiction. 40-year-old virgin, when he brings over in the box of porn, and he goes, I don't do that. 
And he goes, you don't do what? Masturbate? Yeah. And he goes, what are you talking about? I've wanked it twice since I've been here already. Yeah. I'm con- Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm similar of drug addiction. I'm confident you have superpowers. A regular man is not going to withstand such exertion. It is incredible that you haven't rubbed your hand or your member yet. I don't know what that means. Maybe fun is fun. Maybe. But let's get to it. Having accessed having I love how they word these things. Having accessed to your device, I filmed a video clip with your home hobby. Starting off the next sentence with a capital and now I'm gonna distribute it on the web and share it with the contacts from your mail. When you practice something like this, I advise you, the letter U, to tape your camera. Alternatively, the scenario like yours, URS, can arise. Good wording there. Pun, pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. When I get my remuneration, no one is going to see your domestic habit. Good price, $1,100 Bitcoin. And then a bunch of, I don't know what those letters are. I provide you with 36, I think you meant to say hours to fulfill this, but he said H, the letter H, to fulfill my requisitions in case you ignore me. Within 72 hours, I'll distribute your compromising data. The decision is yours. Do not not attempt to get in touch with me. Like like I'm going to do that. But how, how, how long has it been since you received this email? Has it been the 72 hours? Oh, it's been like nine days. Oh. I haven't I popped up anything. on anybody's website yet, have I? No, I didn't get okay. anything. I'm going to let me know because I'll should post have, a sign next time. Yeah, like you should while have I'm asked working. for the video file and then just created an OnlyFans. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, that must be something you do because I don't know what that means. Well, no, it's that like... Uh, like when everyone got shut down, all these people started creating these OnlyFans accounts where they would, like, you can pay somebody money and they'll, oh, they put out content, whether it's, you know, explicit content or okay, non explicit. I don't honestly know right. what you would put out there that isn't explicit, but that okay. people are going to pay for. I don't know either, but I'm not paying this guy in Bitcoin or regular coin. Uh, so I was in San San Antonio this week. My week continues. I'll be done in a minute. Good, good old San Antonio. Yeah, got a patch. I want to give a shout out. Met a bunch of coppers. And got a patch. And I wanted to give a shout out to Bike Patrol Officer Grant Ruderman. He uh, spent some good amount of time with uh, me. And we uh, got to BSing. And I don't like going to a PDs without my patches with me, but I forgot them. So I went in with my ID and stuff and asked them if they'd have someone that does a patch exchange. And uh, he was great. Uh, gave me a patch. I got to send him out some stuff. Told him about the podcast. He wrote it down in his notebook because he's a good note taker, like most police officers. And uh, so I got him. Going to give the podcast a listen. I want to give him a thanks. And then one of the waitresses where we ate every day when we find, like we were mentioning in the uh, pre-show, when you find a good restaurant, maybe we, were we talking on our, amongst ourselves and not on the pre-show? No, it was on the pre-show. 
Okay. Remember I asked the question, like, when you're out on vacation, like, it's it's always a breakfast spot. It's never a lunch or a dinner spot. You right. You find one good breakfast spot, and then you just beat that dead horse. Right. So, when, while we were out to breakfast, we started talking with this uh, waitress, and she married someone who used to be a police officer. And her, her, her name's Nicole, so... We had Nicole for the whole week, and she married a former police officer. So, like, the next day, she went home, told her husband that about the podcast. He's now listening. So I just wanted to give them a shout-out and say thank you for their uh, support for the podcast. And then they checked out the, you know, my Instagram page and the woodworking stuff, and uh, a lot of good feedback there. So that was fun. So we leave, we leave the restaurant Friday walk over to the police department right next door, meet this officer, walk out, and as we're walking back towards the restaurant, they had a party in the back room of like, I think there were 22 elderly people, a church group. So one of the ladies is walking out. She's 85, found out. She misses a step. They don't have like Uh a, yeah, it's a big drop off. It was like in slow motion. She just goes down. You know, right. And wham down on her side. Luckily she didn't hit her head. So I run over there. I'm like, holy shit. I sit her up. Don't move. Are you okay? Yes. Initial, you know, get all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to call an ambulance. So she's trying to hold herself up on the, on the ground. You know how hard that is for a normal person. So my wife, gets down on the ground behind her and sits with her back up against her back. And then my wife just pushes up herself so the lady can relax and just use my wife as a chair back, you know. So go in the restaurant, tell Nicole, hey, call an ambulance. She's like, okay. She comes out. The whole church group comes out. Just so happened, not only was I there, but... Firefighter EMT off duty from some other city and his wife, who's an emergency room nurse. <laughs> so the three of us are working it. <laughs> That's a good people to have you know, there. Yeah, he's he's doing all the medications, diabetes, age, name, all that stuff. She's got one leg that's turned out to the side. And uh, like her foot was that way. And it seemed to be a little bit shorter, he recognized. So that's where all her pain was in her hip, 85 so broken. might have broken her hip, unfortunately. So Nicole, after we called 911, Nicole left the restaurant, went right next door to the police department and got a couple patrolmen out. And then uh, we all just waited for EMS to come and get her on the uh, up on the gurney and get her into the ambulance. And then all the church-going people are giving my wife hugs <laughs> for... Acting as a chair. And then uh, <laughs> it was nice to see, you know, a group of people, strangers, work together, you know? Yeah. Because that's us. We don't even think about it, right? We just, like, jump in for whatever it is. Uh, and it was nice. We ended up speaking with a lot of the churchgoers, and we ended up walking. After she got in the ambulance and left, we walked downtown. We were all going in the same direction. So it was funny to see the... Uh, 
some of the church members were telling her, this lady, you do anything for riding an ambulance. You know, they're all just trying to keep her spirits <laughs> just all up. Just giving her you know? a hard time. <laughs> yeah, giving her a hard time. It was kind of funny to see them busting her balls. Like, I, I haven't seen elderly people do that very often, you know, especially churchgoers. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. And then as we were walking around the Riverwalk, I got, I got kind of mad at somebody. And uh, I don't know if you, you've, you know the area very well, so because you, you were down there when the service, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the Riverwalk was our s- source of entertainment for yeah. six months. So six months worth of weekends, that's pretty much where yeah, we were uh, and where we drank. So you know on the weekends, it's very crowded. People coming in and out of the restaurants, right? There's yeah. tables on the Riverwalk at some of the restaurants. So we happened to be walking past one of the restaurants, and some elderly people were coming out of the indoor part onto the Riverwalk. Big bottleneck. Like, we had to have, like, 40 people just standing, waiting for these old people to come out. Sure enough, here comes this effing 20-something bitch walking towards us. And she's like, what the? Come on, let's go. And she's, like, pushing her way through. And I go, and I looked at her. I go, oh, that's fucking nice. Just fucking knock over the elderly person. And she's like, all these other people looked at me, and they all started (gasps) laughing. And she's like, she didn't know what to say. I'm like, for fuck's sake, can you wait a minute? Or are you that important? And then she, I didn't care. I'll have you know, I have like 2,000 Instagram <laughs> followers. I'm a very big deal. Hashtag Britney. Her name wasn't that's, Britney. That's the kind of person that I imagine that you're talking about right now. Yeah, it was one of those early 20-somethings. She didn't yeah. care for me that I called her out in front of like 100 people. But fuck you, well, really? Because she's never used to being called out. Like what? Like objectively, right. was she attractive? No, no. Well, I don't, so I she don't was. Think so. so she was ugly and a bitch. <laughs> like usually, those two things. It's one or the other. Yeah, usually you gotta pick one or the other. But like the, it does happen where you can be ugly and a bitch. Definitely a bitch. Didn't give a shit about anybody else. Had to get ugly. to where she was going. And she was ugly on the inside. <laughs> yes. Couple quick things for the news, because I you know, we, we stopped doing news stories, but a few things that I wanted to point out. I don't know if you since I just sent this tonight, you might not have had a chance to look. But the first story on our list, some Fox News Chicago. Man attacks off duty Chicago police officer. And then bites off friend's nipple in a road rage, road rage incident. Well, you have my attention. <laughs> uh, Bit his nipple off. So a man has been arrested in Chicago after attacking an off-duty police officer and biting off his friend's nipple <laughs> during a road rage incident in the city Sunday night. Now, the way that's worded, you'd think the guy attacked the police officer and then bit his own friend's nipple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not the case. Is that Kyle that's Clark? Not what happened. No. Kyle Clark, this is the shitbag. Of course it's old, a Kyle. Was driving a black Volkswagen Jetta on Lakeshore Drive when he sideswiped another vehicle carrying an off duty officer and his friend around eleven forty PM. The off duty officer and his friend, both thirty eight year old males, pulled up alongside Clark. 
Too bad this didn't happen at Clark and Edison. And ordered him hilarious. to pull over so they could file a crash report. The off-duty officer reportedly identified himself to Clark as a Chicago police officer. After the three men exited their vehicles, Clark allegedly punched the off-duty officer twice in the face. When the friend tried to help, Clark attacked him and completely bit off his nipple. Oh, the friend was the cop's friend. Yeah, they don't they didn't really word that right. No. No. Police arrived at the scene and reportedly took Clark into custody after a brief struggle. The off-duty cop's friend was taken to that a hospital. That means he for got treatment. his ass beat. Yeah, I want to show you a picture. <laughs> and then I'm hoping I could put it on the video part. Oh damn! It's gonna, not going to be in focus. Boy, but he his, done beat uh, up his left. His left oh, eye yeah. appears to be swollen. I wonder it's if he suffered good. a bee sting and is allergic. Wait, wait. Here's another picture. Yeah, he got so, boo boo. He got a boo boo. He also got charged. Let's see. Here are the charges. He's being held on a hundred thousand dollar bond, which in Cook County it's ten percent, so ten grand. He was charged with aggravated battery. Uh, causing great bodily harm. Aggravated well, yeah, assault on a peace off. officer. Yep. Aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. I can't figure that one out. Leaving the scene of a property damage accident. I want to know what the, the weapon vehicle? was. Maybe the vehicle? I don't know. Maybe he had a weapon on him, but maybe it's his teeth. I, I don't maybe know. Maybe it was a weapon that he had on him that caused the officers to use force to overcome Could his be. resistance. They'd, not a good story. I mean, funny story, but not well written. But no, hopefully no. I'll be able to... You would think that a journalist would write that better. Yeah. I hope to show the picture to the crowd um, when this airs. Uh, let's see. Wisconsin Sheriff says those in jail will be called residents, not inmates, out of respect for humanity. I'll just leave you with that. Ch changing the world. Yeah, he does. He I, wants to humanize I, and respect them. The shitbags who are in prison because they didn't humanize and respect anybody else. And if they're citizens, can't they vote? I don't know. What's next? Well, if you're in, in jail, on a, is this a county jail or a state prison? I'm a... Well, let's see. It says Wisconsin Sheriff, so I'm, I'm thinking it's a county jail. Well, if you're in county jail for less than a year, it's a, typically a misdemeanor crime, and then you can still vote. Right. It's the Dane County Jail. Yeah, so, yeah, you could still vote. Yeah, of course. You unless, unless you're convicted of a felony and you lose your right to vote. Unless, you know, if there they're are residents, certain factions of people in California that, would, that are really pushing to have uh, former convicted felons regain the right to vote which is um well, that's wrong it's it, it's dumb is what it is he says the type the sheriff the title we go by and how we view ourselves matters how we carry out our duties of our position when i mean peace officer i mean that is exactly what my goal, my philosophy, and my vision is. We are there to keep the peace. I'm just curious that if he calls them residents and they do a census, if they count and they get funding. 
extra funding for those residents. You know what I mean? That could be a, a moot point, but... Yeah, I mean, don't prisons kind of get their funding based on how many people they have in the jail? I think so. I don't know. I, I don't I don't mess with jails. I just drop people off. Yeah. I don't mess with jails either. The other news story was some Albuquerque police officers who were shot. Three officers were shot. Another was injured while responding to a robbery. Police Chief Harold Medina said one of the officers was hit in the chest above his bulletproof vest and was listed in critical condition. It's not good. One officer was shot in the arm and another was saved when he was struck in the vest. The fourth officer was injured by shrapnel or glass. So I'm hoping say a prayer for those guys. Unfortunately, Brandon, we have a lot of names on the Officer Down Memorial list this week. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of COVID-related ones this, uh, this week. There really are. I was surprised to hear or to see how many COVID cases there were this week. I didn't know there would be so many. I'm opening up the page now. So. Did you get a chance to see any of uh, the funeral this week in Chicago? No, I didn't get a chance to. It was an amazing turnout for an amazing officer. I would have gone had I been in town. We go to, unfortunately, I've been to too many of those police officer funerals. Have you ever had a chance to go? Yeah, I went to one um, that uh, Davis officer a couple of years ago. We went to, to hers. I actually met a couple of uh, Chicago PD folks. Oh, wow. Okay. It is something. It's not, they're not fun. Uh, they're very sad, but if if anyone that's out there that does this job, if you get a chance to to go, I, I think you should. All right. The first one that I have is Reserve Sergeant John Richard Bullard Jr. of the Independence Police Department in Missouri. His end of watch was Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. And he contracted COVID-19. He was 64 years old. Get this. 46 years on the job. Wow. 46. I'm a pussy for leaving after 23. Amazing. He was a cop longer than I've been alive. Yeah, almost as long as I've been alive. That's amazing. Second one, Special Agent Gregory Gregory Cleveland Holland, United States Department of Veteran Affairs, Police Services, United States. August 13th, 2021 was his end of watch. He also passed away from COVID. He was 47 years old, 26 years on the job, badge number 52. 
Police Officer Juan Manuel Gomez Lopez, Pelham Police Department in Alabama, end of watch Saturday, August 14th, 2021. He passed away from COVID-19 complications. 39 years old, 15 years on the job, badge number 11088. Fort Lauderdale Police Department, Florida. Police Officer Jennifer B. Seapot passed away on August 14th of 2021 from COVID-19. 27 years old and four years on the job. Jeez. Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Lazaro, R. Febles. I apologize if I'm not saying the name properly. August 14th, 2021. He also passed away from COVID-19. 41 years old. 12 years on the job. Badge number 897. Deputy Sheriff Ryan J. Proxmire of the Kalamazoo County Sheriff's Office in Michigan. End of watch, August 15th, 2021. Cause of death was gunfire. Deputy Sheriff Ryan Proxmire succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained the previous night while involved in a vehicle pursuit. A subject who had evaded officers in an earlier vehicle pursuit was spotted at a gas station. As deputies approached him, the man produced a gun and fled in his vehicle, prompting a second pursuit. During the second pursuit, the subject started shooting at the pursuing deputies. One of the rounds struck Deputy Proxmire, causing his vehicle to leave the roadway. Unaware that Deputy Proxmire had been wounded, the other deputies continued the pursuit for another four and a half miles until the subject's vehicle became stuck in a field The man exited his vehicle and again shot at the deputies, who returned fire and killed him. A passing motorist encountered Deputy Proxmire's vehicle and called 911. He was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wound the following day. He had served the Kalamazoo County Sheriff's Office for nine years. He is survived by his wife, four children, and parents. He was 40 years old. And his badge number was 4607. Mount Gilead Police Department in North Carolina. Reserve Officer Robert Craig Kloniger suffered a duty-related illness on August 15th of 2021. Officers from the Mount Gilead Police Department and fire personnel responded to the scene of a fully engulfed home. Officer Kloniger collapsed while at the scene of the fire and rescue personnel immediately began life-saving efforts. He is survived by his wife and two daughters. He was 38 years old and had served 19 years on the job. Daytona Beach Police Department, Police Officer Jason Rayner, 
and have watched Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. Cause was gunfire. He succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained on June 23rd of this year while he was investigating a suspicious vehicle. He noticed the vehicle parked near an apartment building in the 100 block of Kingston Avenue at about 8.50 p.m. One of the occupants exited the vehicle and then suddenly pushed Officer Rayner. During the ensuing struggle, the subject shot Officer Rayner in the head. The man fled to Atlanta, Georgia. Remember this one? Yep. They caught him in a treehouse, right? Yep. Went out like a bitch. Yeah. Officer Rayner had served with the Daytona Police Daytona Beach Police Department for two years and had previously served with the Port Orange Police Department for three years. He is survived by his mother, father, and sister. He was 26 years old. Five years of tour duty, and his badge number is 3C Charles 77. Deputy Sheriff Eric Otis Ritter of the Moore County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. His end of watch was Thursday, August 19th, 2021. He passed away from COVID-19 as well. He had previously served 30 years with the North Carolina State Highway Patrol before he was serving his three years with this sheriff's department. He was 57 years old and a total of 33 years of service. His badge number was 79. That's way too many names on this list. I just keep praying that we'll hey we'll have uh, no no subject matter in this area next week. So, we have a number of heroes of the week, but we're going to do one because it's a hero of the week. It's singular. It's singular. So I'm going to I'm going to ev- go to the top of the list. If everybody's a hero, nobody's a hero. Okay. Ooh, philosophical. Think, ab- think about that for a minute. All right, so we're going to start working these from the top, and then next week we'll just carry on. So some of these may have not been from this week, just so the listeners know. I won't put dates on them. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Illinois cop finds a disoriented elderly couple driving 900 miles from home. 900. He still wouldn't ask for directions? Don't blame it on the man, because I'm sure he's hearing all about it from his wife. I'm sure his wife was sitting there going, we missed an exit like three days ago. Yeah. And I'm supposed to be navigating. (laughs) And, yeah. Palos Park, Illinois, which is south of me. An Illinois police officer was in the right place at the right time to help some senior citizens in need. According to the Palos Park Police, that's hard to say really fast, Officer Ross Chibe was patrolling a dark road early Monday when he saw a driver behaving strangely. The car drove very slowly and would stop and start. After following it for a while, Chibe made contact and found an elderly couple believed to be in their 70s. Chibe learned that the couple had left their South Carolina home last week about 900 miles from Palos Park. 
The couple had been driving on and off for days and sleeping in their car. Seeing that the couple was weak and disoriented, Chibe made sure that they were taken to a hospital for evaluation. The officer waited with the couple to make sure that they were safe while trying to contact their family. Chibe was able to contact the couple's son in Las Vegas to make arrangements for their safe return. Palos Park Police Chief Joe Miller said the couple both had medical conditions. Quote, they were starting to have memory issues, Miller told Patch.com. They were just out driving, enjoyed it, and kept on driving and didn't keep track of where they were or where they were going. Chibe has been involved with Palos Park PD since he was a 14-year-old cadet. Wow. Very cool. Good for him. Right? So he is our hero of the week. And we have a badass of the week. I saw and this, this story, too. You saw this one? Yeah, the rookie? Yeah. Yeah. Rookie DC cop commended for saving nine lives in the first year on the job. <laughs> nine. DC's, DC's mostly peaceful. Yeah. Taylor Brandt. Personally, this is hard for me to say her name because my soon-to-be son-in-law's name is Tyler Brandt. Same spelling. So anytime I see Taylor and Tyler, and Tyler, I have a... Taylor. Right. I have a godson named Tyler Taylor. Wait. Yeah. Tyler so, Taylor? Correct. What is wrong with his parents? I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> no. Did they never stop to think? like? Well, is, it's... Cause, cause, and I asked that because when it, when it came to naming all three of my kids, I did something very simple. When we thought we had settled on a name, I played the name game. Name game. Do, do, and I ran name through it. game. And that's why my son is not named Tuck or Tucker. Okay. Because I ran it through the name game. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, that could uh, that could lead to some playground teasing. Maybe negatively impact his life. Well, in all fairness, my godchild, who is named Tyler, his well, middle name is... Some sort of sentimental meaning that's going to make me feel like an ass... Well, I didn't want to tell you that his father, my very good friend Steve, who asked me to be the godfather, Steve passed about six weeks ago. So, Tyler's middle name And is in the, today's <laughs> segment of Brandon's a dick. <laughs> Tyler's middle name is Dean, named after his grandpa, Steve's okay. father. So, it, it was like Tyler Dean Taylor. If you say it that way, it's not, you know. Yeah, if you string all okay. three names together. Maybe only his mom calls called him Tyler Dean when he was in trouble when he was a little kid because he's not a little kid anymore. Well, that's usually a pretty good barometer. But, if a middle name comes out, you're in trouble. Yeah. So anyways, Tyler, Taylor, and my soon-to-be son-in-law, Tyler Brandt, had the same last name as this Taylor Brandt. So look at all that. Tyler, Taylor, Taylor Brandt, Tyler Brandt. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. Third base. Third base. <laughs> Anyways, Tyler Brandt, sorry about that veer off the target there, uh, credits her tactical emergency medical training from the department for being able to give nine people another chance at life. All cops should take this. A rookie patrol officer is being 
hailed a hero after saving nine lives. There's a cat joke in there somewhere. Throughout her first year on the job. WJLA reported that Taylor Brandt, who joined the Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia in 2019, saved a victim who was shot multiple times just two weeks into her field training. We saw a guy laying in the roadway concerned for his well-being, Brandt recalled. He states he had been shot multiple times, but we had no calls for a shooting, no sounds of gunshots, and nothing pending. This was the first instance where Brandt applied her tactical emergency casualty care, tech training, T-E-C-C, which provides officers with hands-on training and tactical medical treatment. It's Police a great training course and every cop should take it. I agree. Since then, she has saved eight other lives thanks to her tech training, all in the span of one year on the force. Quote, I would challenge you to find one other police officer in this country that has saved nine people. It just doesn't happen. She truly understands that policing is about helping people. Ralph Enos, commander of MPD Academy Training, said. Nine people in one year. You know what her vest is gonna, or her dress blues are going to look like with all those life-saving pins on there? I have one. It looks like a Polish flag. People ask me, do you speak Polish? I go, no, no. I saved someone's no. life. It's a it's, life-saving pin. It's no problem. It's no problem. <sighs> say, I think I'm at five. And I've never been awarded a life-saving medal. <laughs> wow. Five, huh? Did they all yeah. swear at you like mine did? Uh, No. None of them thanked me either. Well, usually I not didn't, the people that I didn't, were... I didn't blame one of them because she was unconscious at the time, but... And we ended up having to arrest her because she had absconded from parole. Oh, nice. Saved your life. Now you're under arrest. Yeah. Absconder. <laughs> been saying that a lot on the show lately. God, that was a lot of blood on that scene. That's not good. No. She had cut her uh, brachial. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, it was Turning. it was one of those. Oh, yeah. I thought she was dead until I saw just a little, just a, the littlest little squirt yeah. come out. I'm like, oh, shit, she's alive. <laughs> Throw a tourniquet on there. Quick. Yep. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. So much blood in the room, you could, like, you could taste it in the air. Oh, yeah, the copper. In the, yeah. yeah. That's not a good thing. No. Nope. I've had that sensation numerous times on the homicide yeah. team. I'm actually on a, was it telephone standby for a murder trial coming up? Oh, fun. It's supposed to start Monday. I really hope they don't need me because I'd, I'd much rather yeah. be sleeping. At one I, in the I, afternoon. And I honestly don't know what I did. <laughs> yeah. I need to see my notes. Can I, I refer tried to, to my report? Well, I tried to pull the report on our system and all homicides are like, you have to have special access to get. I'm like, son of a bitch, and I can't even really? review what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully the body camera footage isn't locked. Otherwise, they're going to ask me a question. I'm like, mm. uh, I need to review it. I'll get back I, to you. Chances are I canvassed for security cameras. Because you do that a lot. Well, when, unless the homicide actually occurs in like your district or your beat, and you get pulled to it, that's pretty much just all you're doing. Right. Is looking for cameras or trying to find some sort of witness. 
Yeah. Can I get a witness? Can I? Can anybody? No. Can nobody. No. Nobody nope. heard the three dozen gunshots. Nobody heard that. Don't okay. make me sing. Okay. So that concludes our law enforcement portion. On to my woodworking section. Out of the shop for three weeks. What do you got, Brandon? How's that kitchen remodel coming? <laughs> it is. I'm calling it done. We no. Still have, yeah, it's done. It's. I finished with the uh, caulking today. Okay. And um, we are going to end up having to build our own doors for it because apparently 41-inch doors is a weird size. And I don't want to custom order anything because the second you say custom order, the price triples. Okay. So we're going to do some sort of... Um, they're going to be set up kind of like sliding closet doors, but they're going to be yeah, like designed, barn doors. designed to look like barn doors. Yeah, just the sliding hardware is not going to be on the outside. Cause they're going to accordion? No, they'll slide kind of behind each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. That's so cool. We got to, as soon as my wife can kind of finalize what she wants it to look like, I can go start procuring materials. And then... Are, uh, are you going to paint or stain? Uh, it's going to stain. We're going to go stain. We're going to go with a uh, dark walnut. It's going to play okay. well off of the um, cherry flooring that we're going to throw down. Oh, because cool. we already have because we already have the sample of the flooring. So we've got pretty much all of all of that done. But everything's starting to get thrown into the pantry. Nice today. So I haven't looked obviously on Instagram and over, you know. Eight days or nine days, whatever the hell it is. So, well, well when you do, it's posted on there. I, I, I will go right pictures. to your page as and, soon as uh, I can. I know I mentioned it to you earlier, and I know everyone's been just on the edge of their seat. So, last week, I thought I had finally found the screw for my laser to adjust <laughs> the uh, the focus height. Yeah. Well, I put the laser on the machine and and stuck that screw in there, and it was too small. And I don't know how when I was testing it in the store, because I brought the actual module with me, and I was like, right, screwing it in there. Like, it works. Cool. I don't know how, like, going from the store to home, it, <laughs> it shrank. It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Was it humid so, out? No. <laughs> but if it was humid, it would have swollen up. It would have been perfect. Well, it was humid in the store, not humid back oh, home. Okay. So yeah, it, it was dry strong. outside. There you go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go back to the store and I felt bad because the same guy, like, I don't think he recognized me, but he was going to try to help me again. I just waved yeah. him off, like, go away. Go away. <laughs> I'm in the zone. I need to do this myself. That's funny. I got so, it. Like 20, 30 minutes later, I finally found one and I bought like six of the screws <laughs> so that if I lose one, <laughs> I've got backups. Yeah. So Did you put them in a tiny drawer in your shop. I have them attached to a magnet. Oh, very good. In in a bag. Oh, all right. So I'm going to maybe see how I feel here in a little bit and maybe run a, a couple of tests with the new laser. I have to actually cut the spacer that sets the focal height. So it needs okay. to be like, I think it's 29 millimeters from the surface of what you're going to engrave on. So I have to cut a 29 millimeter spacer. Oh, and, and then, then you just lower it down to that? Yeah, and then you just loosen the screw. The whole module slides down okay. until it touches that. You tighten the 
the screw in so it holds yeah. the module in place. You remove the spacer, and then you start engraving. Kind of like a setup block. Yeah. Cool. Like a one, so, two, three block. Yeah. So I'm going to get going on that. And I need to also clean my shop and then lay down this uh, padded flooring that we got from my son's uh, martial arts studio because they just replaced their flooring. Oh, so they gave you the old stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, I bought it off of him. Oh, you bought it. Oh, is it yeah. hardwood it or cheap. is it uh, pergo or laminate? It, or? No, it's just like the little foam puzzle piece. Things oh, that, okay. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So I'm not standing on concrete the whole dang time. No, that's perfect. I've got a number of those mats in the basement in my shop. Yeah, so I got, I think, about 20 of those things that I got to okay. figure out where I'm going to put them. We did the so workout area with all those. Yeah, I think if we have any left over, that, we're going we're gonna to put them upstairs in our, our spare bedroom. That is a workout room slash craft room for my wife. Yeah. Slash playroom for kids slash throw a air mattress in there for when people come visit. <laughs> Is that where I'm going to be sleeping? Yeah. Unless you want to sleep on the couch. Couch is pretty comfy. When we do our appearances on the West Coast? Yeah. All right. As long as I'm not out in the rain. No. No. No, yeah. Or fire. It doesn't, it doesn't it rain California, here. California. So you would just be breathing in smoke. You probably, it'd probably be a very romantic view of the glow from everything being <laughs> on fire. Yeah, right. I haven't seen any news in a week, so what's going on with the, the big fire that was going on when I left? Uh, it's still burning. I mean, we, it's far enough away from us that we don't have to worry about it. So our local news doesn't cover it. And I don't really watch the local news anymore because, you know, everything's slanted. Yeah. No, it's not. And, and there's not a lot of awesome things on there that I really want to see because lately the news has been pissing me off again. So I had to stop watching it for a while. Just turn it on at 20 after the hour so you can see your Giants highlights. Yeah, well, I usually just watch the Giants, and I I know what happened. <laughs> I still watch the highlights because it <laughs> gives me good feelings. Yeah. Well, I can go straight to Bleacher Report and get the highlights there. I don't have to do I don't have to involve the local news at all. Right. You know, I have the Yahoo Sports app on my phone, and they do condensed games. They're like seven and a half minutes long, and you get like every inning. Yeah, they in have something similar on the uh, MLB.tv app. So when we were done recording last week, I turned on the Sox game knowing that they were down, that they gave up four runs in the Field of Dreams game in the top of the ninth, and then we're down. And I sent you a video, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised I didn't wake up anybody in the house at one thirty in the morning when I finished watching that game, just yelling and screaming, oh, my God, it was awesome. Yeah, so that and- had happened. As I was, that's why it took me a little while to get on, onto Instagram last week. Okay, because I was like, okay, last pitch. I'll watch this last pitch, and then he hits it out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for not ruining it for me, because I was so mad that I had to pause the game to come down here. So I appreciate that. I know what it's like. I had to work um, the Super Bowl with um, Atlanta and New England. Yeah. And I almost made it the entire time because I was like, I was going full, like radio silence. I completely turned off notifications on my phone from every right. sports app that I have. Yeah. I, I stayed off of social media. I was going completely off the grid until I could watch the game the following day. Right. We were, we were going to do Super Bowl Monday. Okay. 
in my asshole of an FTO. Like midway through our shift. And this guy absolutely despised this guy. And oh, so seriously. This is serious. Okay. Yeah, like I did not let like he and I were like oil and water. We did not mesh. Okay. Looks down at his phone, like three quarters of the way through the shift. He goes, Holy shit. Patriots came all the way back and won. I'm like, you mother uh, you had no idea what he was even talking about either. No. Wait, what? You didn't know that that was the largest comeback ever yeah. in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't know it was twenty eight to three. Oh my god. Uh, like you son of a bitch. I still watched it the next day. Yeah, and it was still, still amazing to see. <laughs> I turn off my phone. Here's the thing. You know I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Everyone knows I'm a Cowboy fan. Everyone fucking texts me during the Cowboy games. Even though they know <laughs> not to text me. So I shut my phone off. You can't, you can't reach me when the game's on. Especially if it's the next day. I won't. I don't. Same thing as you. Like today, I was watching the Sox game at the airport in San Antonio on my phone because yeah. Comcast Sportsnet has a sports app called My Teams. Yep. And if the game's on, you can stream it. Yep. So I was I watching the, the Sox thing. game. I then went to my Xfinity app for Comcast and set my DVR via my phone to record the rest of the game. And at the same time, I'm recording the Bears game. So when I get done with you, the Bears. I've been up since, you know, 6:30 this morning cuz I'm on day shift schedule and I'm supposed to be up for another at least 6 hours <laughs> to try and flip my schedule back to nights. So I'm going to go up and watch the rest of the Sox game and then the Bears game while I'm editing our podcast. Hopefully. I want I watched I think the first half of the Bears game today. I did the same thing we were in San Diego. It was the first uh, Niners preseason game. So I set my DVR yeah. to record it and then watched it at a later time. So I don't. I have no idea what happened. I didn't look at my sports updates. Nothing. No one's called me to tell me. Plus, it's you know the Bears at preseason. No one cares anyways. I just want to yeah. see. I want to watch and see if Dalton can look halfway decent. And I want to watch Fields run all over the field. So He died. <laughs> Great. No, there, there's welcome, uh, so welcome there's to Chicago Bears there, quarterback history. Yeah, I know. There's an Instagram page that you should follow. It's super funny. It's like uh, NFL memes. Okay. And they posted uh, just a clip. He got sacked, okay. and like the hit looks horrible. Like, it looks like he lost his head because helmet goes flying off. He loses his headband. Wow. Everything. Okay. Yeah, a whole nine yards. Guy got flagged for it, but Fields kind of ducked, causing the helmet to helmet. <laughs> okay. Now, he ended up being fine, but it looks really bad. And he's like, and I think the caption just said, Justin Fields is dead. <laughs> Great. And every Bear fan just lost their lunch. Oh, yeah. I watched it because I originally wanted the 49ers to draft Justin Fields. I thought he was the okay. best fit for them. So I like to see how he's doing. Right. And then I saw that hit. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, well, and Trubisky <laughs> was, is on the Bills now. So yeah. I'm curious to see how he played today, too. He played so. well. All right. There's there's reasons I want to watch that meaningless preseason game. So, hey, we have a woodworking question. Holy shit. Not only do we have a question, but David Franklin from 516 Woodworks sent in an audio question. Because, you know, we've say, we say that you can do that. All right, David, get ready. Your life is about to change. 
What's going on, guys? This is David from 516 Woodworks, sitting here in the garage doing some finishing work on a few baseball flags and bottle openers, every knickknack that you can think of. Wondering what you guys use for finishing. Do you guys use lacquer or do you guys use that triple thick glaze that everybody posts about on Facebook? Or do you just go straight rattle can rustoleum clear coats? Do you want to use water base? You know, there's all kinds of different techniques everybody's got out there, but it seems like it's all personal preference. More like of a, uh, do you like Ford or Chevy better? So I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were. What do you guys like to use? Take care. Stay safe out there. Okay. Well, to answer the second part of his question, it's Ford, uh, Chevy. obviously. Team Silverado. Um, uh, okay. There's, I mean, Cowboys, Chevy. America's team. Apple Pie and Chevrolet. I'm not going to say it, but... Yeah, and the last time they were relevant was... Which one of the five Super Bowl victories do you want to talk about? How about the last time they were in the Super Bowl? Or the playoffs? Or won a playoff game? game. Romo's last year. Yeah, okay, okay, thanks. That long ago, huh? Yeah, a few years. No, they won a playoff game with Dak two years ago. Yes. Did they? I'm positive. They beat you sure? Philadelphia. All right. Look it up. Was that the year that like the Phillies were like seven and or the Eagles were like seven know. and nine? I don't pay attention to records. Records because if you important. beat a sub five hundred team in the if you beat a sub five hundred team in the playoffs, records it doesn't count. Anyways, okay. David Anyways, finishes. David, thanks for your question, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Um, so for me, it depends on kind of what the project is. So if it's going to be something that's going to be outside, I'll use like either polyurethane or like polycrylic. I used I used that on the um on the dowel table and I came out really I put like 17,000 coats on it. <laughs> um but for a lot of other things I used I used to use um rattle lacquer or I would oil it down with like Danish oil or something like that. But I recently got a Homewright um Finish Max Super and to spray, I got it mainly to spray the pantry. And I think it's amazing. And it's supposed to be able to spray polyurethane, lacquer, all that stuff. I really like using lacquer. So I'm going to try to use that through the, uh, through the spray. Mike's shaking yeah. his head like, no, I don't like lacquer. Lacquer sucks. Um, but I have used the triple thick polyurethane. I use it on, I use it typically on like coasters or, uh, Is that the Varathane triple thick? Just because. Yeah. Yeah. So, because you get the three layers super quick, and you don't have right. to spend forever adding layers and layers and layers. But for me, it just depends on what on what it's going to be. If it's going to get a lot of use, I'll put something a little bit more durable. If it's just going to go up on the wall, I usually use like a Danish oil or something, something that can maybe keep it a more natural look. Well, for me. Depending on, because I don't do a lot of pieces that get touched, like, or natural wood pieces. You know, I have that, a couple cutting boards and stuff coming up, but my stuff's always finished, right? So for my bottle openers, I don't just do plain wood bottle openers. All mine are painted. 
But even though I paint them with, you know, rattle can, I do put a clear coat of poly over the paint for a number of reasons. One, I found that when I peel off the aura mask on my bottle openers, it might leave a little bit of uh, scratches or some marks in the paint. So if I put a coat of uh, water-based uh, Minwax polyurethane over it, it dries super quick and it dries, it fills any imperfections in the paint face and leaves a perfect finish. So it's kind of overkill for bottle openers. It's not going to be outside or whatever. And the reason I was shaking my head with your home right, you said home right sprayer. I yeah. bought the Rockler HVLP sprayer. And when I built my mm -hmm. bathroom vanity, the turned legged vanity, I wanted to spray the lacquer based paint. So I got the home right big tent thing, you know, and I put yeah. it in there in the basement winter time. You couldn't do it anywhere else. It took me so long to clean the lacquer paint out of my sprayer because all the parts are except the needles brass. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that's going to be any. I'll no longer spray kind of sprayer. lacquer unless I have a setup I had, you know, when I was a professional with the nice metal cans and the metal guns, no plastic stuff. I don't don't want to mess with it. I, I was going to say, I just got done cleaning mine. I, granted, I was using an acrylic paint, so it's usually a little bit easier to clean. I just went, like the second I was done painting, I went and cleaned it just, just one to water. get it done. Because I know if I don't yeah, do it that, right away. That's yeah. fine. If you so. got to start spraying mineral spirits and shit through it, it's a it sucks. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, what, 90% of the stuff that almost everyone uses these days now is right. I like to all water-based. Water so I buy the gallons of my polyurethane. I used to buy the quartz, and it's so expensive. I now buy a gallon mm -hmm. of gloss, semi-gloss, and satin. And depending on what flag the customer wants would finish, I, I, if I'm doing five or six flags at a time, I'll spray them with the, with the gun with that uh, finish. And if it's going to be left outside, I use a spar urethane. And I think it's Minwax spar urethane because that's made to be put on outside yeah. stuff. So yeah. those are my finishing options. Uh, gallon size water-based poly, which goes on 95% of the stuff I do. And then spar urethane only for outdoor stuff. And of course, uh, walrus oil and stuff for the pieces I've made that the displays and stuff like that, that don't get, you know, a, an actual spray on finish and then a wax yeah. a wood wax for it. That's what I do. I got to send you my little, uh, cutting board finish. Your wax. own personal kind that you make. Yeah. Yeah. So many guys are making yeah. their own uh, stuff now. Send it's me so some, easy. You, please. It's so easy. Yeah, I've got a I got a bunch of tins that Okay, cool. If uh if I don't start getting cutting board orders, I'm just going to start selling those individually cuz the original idea was as I'm creating cutting boards, send it off with this tin of it's just uh 4 to 1 mineral oil and okay. beeswax. So, we used that as a um while we were still doing homeschooling last year. 
we used that as a uh, little shop project for the kids as they all the whole basically all the neighborhood kids got involved too as they all yeah helped out yeah please so. do you have a sticker on your tin yeah all right. yeah of course i do my daughter's getting really close on my new design for my new logo i think i sent it to you right maybe you could no you haven't sent me gonna, jack's send it shit right i did look at your texts boob i sent it at 2159 well 2243 hours and i asked what do you think and then you said, I'm in the room, going to grab my I, fan and maybe take a leak in the fan. Oh, it says, what do you think? And then there's no image. What? That's a, that's, I was, I didn't know what, the, I, I tried to send you a gif about getting peed on. <laughs> I'm sending it again. But that. Okay. Okay. So let me know what you think. She's been working hard at that. I've given her creative control. I wanted a black and white up. Uh, I wanted a white one on a black backdrop and then a black one on a white backdrop. Oh, I like it. So they're supposed to be super cool. wood grain in the moon. Does it look like wood grain? Okay. I. Yeah. The first iteration I, was so busy, she's taken a lot of the grain out, but I don't know how else to make yeah. the grain look like grain. Well, the, the busier it is, the harder it's going to be to put on stuff. Right. So I thought so like, maybe a few. Knots. I, I'm lo- I'm looking at it through the lens of like if I if someone were to send me this to engrave on the laser, right? Like that would be perfect okay. because it's not super busy. And right. the same thing with like a CNC. Like yeah, that, I could do this. I might be able to engrave this way on easier. My CNC, yeah. So you got it right. Part of the moon is in there. Yeah. The M yeah, square. It's awesome. I like it. All right, cool. Tell her good job. I will certainly tell her. And then pay her. Well, I do. She doesn't pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> she uh i made i i framed one of her water colors and i sold it on etsy for her um she's got a couple paintings she gave me to sell that i still need to make more frames for so she's a very creative young lady very proud of her uh, all right so i have a woodworker shout out okay maybe one day we'll do police officer shout outs but uh my woodworker shout Those out. Those are always so tough because I think a lot of a lot of cops like they don't want recognition. Like their name out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I worked at the electric company, we had a saying, you know, don't tell them where I work because people hate the electric company. They just hate not as much as they hate cops. Well, now, yeah. That's switched. Yeah. So my woodworker Hey, sh- tell people left and right. I work at the electric company. Right, now I work at, yeah. Uh, Steve Clyde is my work, my woodworker shout-out from SC Creates. Uh, Steve is also in law enforcement, and he has been so helpful. I know I mentioned him last week, and to someone, I think we had a question about the CNC, and Steve was one of the guys that, really helped me get my CNC straightened out, spent countless time on the phone and text messaging and Instagramming and whatever else, helping me out, set it up and gave me ideas and stuff. So Steve makes a bunch of good stuff. He's like the corn. And when spring comes, he's the cornhole board master. He's made some beautiful furniture, desks and stuff like that. He just does great he's got a desk uh challenge coin i don't know if you've seen it it's 
kind of looks like my roadcaster, my studio, my podcast studio. It, it's like that size. It sits on the desk and it's just got a slight, you know, um, angle to angle it. to yeah. it. It's very cool. He makes his CNC usually is always working. Uh, he's incredible. So I wanted to give Steve a proper shout out. So make sure you guys follow Steve Clyde at SC underscore creates on Instagram. He's one of my favorites. A lot of content. Good stuff. Do you have someone today? Good pick. Today? I do. I do. I'm going to go with uh, Jen over at Carter Designs. I'm going to write this down so I, I can. So she's she's fantastic. She's out in Georgia, and she makes some of the best-looking mallets out there. I have one. Um, lately, she hasn't been putting a lot of content out there just because she has a job. and Okay a life and yeah. all kinds of other things. But during the, during the shutdowns and everything, she was like, she, she like lived on Instagram. Um, but yeah, she I, puts together outstanding stuff. Did you say Carter, I've, Carter designs? Yeah. C R T R C C R T R. Oh, no. Like I see her, Jen Carter. So, Oh, I have uh, I've nicknamed yeah. the, the mallet that I bought from her, I've nicknamed it Persuasion. <laughs> because it assists me in persuading things to fit. Yes. Very good. So, shout out to her. She's awesome. She does a lot of good in, in her community. And I don't think enough people recognize her. So Awesome. Shout out to Jen. Good deal. Yeah, I'm checking out her page. I, I follow her. I haven't seen some of her stuff in a while looks like I haven't been on her page in a while so I apologize to Jen for not stopping by and how dare checking you. out her stuff checking her out in a professional way but uh, I'm gonna say don't make it weird come on Mike. not weird no get it together no weird there we go all right so cool uh two good follows in my opinion hey if anybody else wants to leave us an audio question Brandon or a question what shall I do? Well, if you're going to send an audio file, you got to send it in in an email to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. But if you just want to type out a question because you're shy and you don't want your voice out on the internet for all the world to hear, except for apparently me, <laughs> then you can send a DM to Mike at MM Midnightmaker. Still MM Midnightmaker, right? Yes. You haven't changed it yet? Nope, okay, no. perfect. You can send one to me at Full House Woodworking, or you can send one to the show page at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. Also, when you go to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, five stars, please, unless you think we haven't earned five stars. Yes. And write a review. The best review, I think we should start doing this. We haven't talked about it, but I think the best review that makes us laugh each month should get like a sticker or some sort of prize pack. I agree. I want to start getting some swag for the show. Yeah. So apparently from talking to people who podcast and do things with Apple, the reviews are what helps us move up the charts. So even if you write some nonsense on there of like, hey, I listened to the show and my hair grew back. <laughs> That helps us. So if you think the show is good and you think other people should hear it, 
write reviews because I think right now we only have one review and but it's a five star rating so that's good so thanks to that person yes that was very nice to leave that review we think we know who it was I have an idea but at the same time I'm not I'm not a thousand percent confident in that right uh, also there is a YouTube channel handcuffs and sawdust use the and sign not not the word right subscribe ring the bell like all that stuff that the YouTuber folks say, do that. And all that stuff goes to helping us. And share the show with somebody if you think they would like it. Please do, because we're finding out that more and more people are listening, which is fantastic. The support has been awesome. I think that might be it. Can you hear the music, Brandon? did and then it went away. there it is all right you guys stay safe in the shop and stay safe on the street we're out peace deuces